0: it's Jason Gore, and hey, coming up, we've got some great stuff you're going to hear from some funny people. Uh, you're going to hear some music from Don Cat. You're going to hear some music from Black Oak, Arkansas. But right now, it's the Hitting Play podcast.
1: Hello and welcome to Hitting Play, the podcast where we review, analyze, and discuss shows, movies, and other curiosities. I am Scott, and joining me this week are not one, but two very special guests. You may know them as the best show's half hour of power couple. You may know them from the sketch group Bridge and Tunnel. You may know them as the cheerful residents of Newbridge from the Newbridge Tourism Board Presents where Newbridge were coming to get you. Or you may know them from their very recent appearance on Who Wants to Be a Millionaire? And there's some other appearances that I just couldn't list in this intro. Kristen Bartlett, a.k.a. Kristen Cheeks, and Jason Gore, a.k.a. Sonic Dork, a.k.a. Dudio, a.k.a. Dr. Hootio. very briefly, (laughs) a.k.a. the artist formerly known as Slaw Dog. I won't get into it here. (laughs) Welcome to the show.
2: Thank you. Thanks for having us.
1: Thank you. This is very exciting.
2: It totally is.
1: (laughs) <laughs> it's okay to say dog." It's
0: fine. All right. Well, you know. I... I'm okay with it.
2: Only I am embarrassed by dog." I think. I hate it. <laughs> I think
0: the shock has kind of worn off. Uh, it's out there. Did I want it out there? Probably not. Yeah. But you never know what's going to happen when you get your mom to call Tom Sharpling.
1: Oh, my goodness. You never
0: know what's going to happen.
1: That was amazing. For people that don't know, uh, what was it? This past... Recent episode or the week before?
0: Week before. Yeah, it was this past, It was the week before this week's episode. It was uh, basically the, the week before the episode my mom called in. Uh, Tom did a senior hour for the first time where <laughs> the only people he would talk to uh, was were, se- were seniors. And it went so well that he wanted to do it again, but he just kind of opened it up to parents in general, mm. on uh, on that show. And, uh, yeah, so my mom called, and Pat's mom called, and Mike's dad called. Uh, and still the most uh, amazing thing that I, I think still floors Tom is the fact that, you know, Mike's dad was the nicest to, uh, to all of us,
1: out of all of them. <laughs> that was amazing, his call.
0: <laughs> yeah. It was so great. It was so great. Nothing, uh, nothing secret came out of that. And you know, Pat's permission to fart came out of his call and then (laughs) the legend of Slaw Dog returned.
1: Oh man. And and those were all in a row too. That was just an amazing streak.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It was uh, my mom and then Pat's mom and then, uh, or was it my mom, Mike's dad and then Pat's mom. Yeah. I think that's how it went. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I was trying to think of like the best three-call runs of the show. That's way up there.
0: It was. It is. It is way up there. It was. It was really great. And, I, and I've talked to mom since then. Yeah. Uh, she was worried that she sounded uh, sounded drunk or high. Uh, she said that specifically, which she wasn't, <laughs> even though she was at a David Crosby show. Yes. <laughs> uh, that wasn't a lie. She was literally standing outside of David Crosby's bus because she didn't want to stand in line at the theater. I don't know, I think it may was the Moore Theater in Seattle mm-hmm. uh, where Crosby was playing that night. Oh, and okay. uh, she kind of went off to the side which just happened to be out in of, outside of Crosby's bus.
1: That's funny. No, she sounded fine.
0: Yeah, she did great. I hope she calls again and God knows what other secrets she'll leak. I was going to say, do you? Do <laughs> you want her to call uh, again?
1: When I talked to her afterwards, she said at least I didn't mention this other secret. Oh, no. I know. Uh, Hello. uh
0: you and i told tell me that, to, that yeah and i told that to tom he's like oh now i got to oh. know.
1: <laughs> so and just a just to time stamp this episode we are kind of in between tom figuring out the mystery of the nickname Slaw dog so obviously <laughs> it won't be revealed oh. here
2: <laughs> Well, yeah, it's mostly it the... done it's mostly done right i think the dog is like the secondary part
1: yes
0: the dog's kind of hard though i don't think it's as clear too i mean i think it's a uh... I think it's going to take them a bit to really figure out the exact origin <laughs> of that.
1: <laughs> it, was, so, it was a great great half hour of power where uh, Tom was yeah. trying to piece it together and got pretty far.
0: Yeah, they did really good. For a while there, I didn't think they were going to get it before this episode ended. But I, mean, I am glad that they got it at the end of that episode. And I highly recommend everyone uh, going to thebestshow.net right now and downloading that one. Yes. And all of the other podcasts.
1: Definitely. It's uh oh, it's so great. And that half hour of power, that was such a great idea. You know, I've, I've been listening to the best show, man, probably since 2009, something like that. And so, like, you know, I've always loved the show. And just, he's always been changing the show and making it better and adding new things. You know, the puppets <laughs> became a big yeah. part towards the end of the WFMU run. And uh, now just having this extra half hour that's just a podcast and having you guys there you know, to join him, it, and just, it makes a big difference hearing you guys, like, laughing in the background, it, it really adds to the show, and obviously the roundtable conversation, and what, what Mike tries to slip in now is becoming a, a regular oh thing. god.
2: <laughs> I love getting to do Half Hour Power, it's really cool that Tom lets us do that, um, it's so fun just to, like, listen on this calls and see how he handles them, it's so fun.
0: hmm Wait, yeah, the, the calls, because we don't know what's going to come. We don't know what's going to happen. Like, you know, we don't know that James is going to appear <laughs> and James us. Um, you know, the guy that called in the other day who uh, got a wrong number.
1: Oh, that was great. Yeah.
0: Yeah, that's probably one of my favorite calls in uh, in, in half-hour power history, uh, besides the anonymous call. I always really enjoyed the anonymous call.
1: Oh, yes. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Um, but yeah, it's really cool that Tom, that, that that was all Tom's idea, and that's one thing that we are trying to do with, you know, the new best show, with the .NET era of the best show, and uh, do different things, and I think in 2016 you'll see even more of that. We've got some really cool stuff on uh, on the platter for 2016 that I think a lot of, uh, that show fans are really going to enjoy. And then, uh, on the, that's the platter. Not <laughs> on the platter, yes.
2: What is that? Well,
0: what would you say? On the agenda? On the
2: plate? Oh, again, like Like, um,
0: on the horizon. Serving dish? On
2: horizon. the horizon.
0: Yeah, that's good. Okay. Do like serving dish.
1: That's good. It implies a veritable feast. A smorgasbord of it is. great things that's up ahead. It is. That's what I'm
2: trying to say. It's a feast. Yeah, it's super creative, Uh, it's super creative, and um, Tom's always generating new ideas, and and he, like, really talks to Mike and Pat and Jason, and and they generate a lot of, like, new ideas for other opportunities, things they can do, and uh, so the show's going to just get bigger and bigger.
1: It's
0: great. And, you know, with the launch of Best Show 24-7, that's coming up very soon, Um, you know, we'll have more details on that very soon, but, Mm. you know... 24 hours, seven days a week, best show radio station.
1: That's so, great. That's awesome.
0: Yeah. And there's going to be a lot of great stuff on there. So that's another huge thing on the horizon. Yes. In 2016.
1: And I know you got a lot of listeners Better. working very hard on some of that stuff.
0: Yes. Oh, man. Yeah. If you have any of the, the best show uh, clip brigade listening to this podcast right now, thank you all so much. Man, they are working so hard they're pulling so many clips they're they're specifically pulling from the WFMU era mm-hmm. so we make sure that that's greatly represented in the radio station and uh yeah they're really working hard and i we couldn't do this without them
1: that's great cuz there's so many gems i mean going back to you know late 2000 and it's just it gets lost uh, cuz there's just so so much to comb through you know
0: oh yeah and there's still a lot. I, I mean, I started listening to The Best Show in, tw- in 2008 when I moved up to Jersey City. And, you know, there's, there's still so much from, I mean, when I started working on The Best Show, there's so much there that, I mean, there's some things that I've never even heard. So, yeah. you know, Though I do try to listen to a ton of it now just for uh, getting up and running on the web, on the uh, Best Show 24-7 radio.
1: Now, Jason, uh, I know you from, you know, I was familiar with you from Twitter first, like years before, oh. as just uh, I saw you on the followed you, your fellow Best Show fan. And so yeah. how did this all come about with you and now Kristen working at the Best Show every week? <laughs>
0: uh, well, um, I guess I right around the time that Tom announced that he was, well, actually, no, it was after that. So after the show went off the air on WFMU, I just reached out to Tom on Twitter and I said, Hey, you know, I'm, I don't really know what is uh, going on with bringing the show back, but if there is something going on, I'd love to help out. Uh, I worked in radio for many, many years. I also did audio visual installation when I lived in Athens, Georgia. So I have that sort of background uh, that I could help out with, and I lived in Jersey City. So I sat down with. Tom and Brendan McDonald, who is the producer of uh, WTF with Mark Maron, mm-hmm. uh, who was they they were very instrumental in bringing the best show back as well, and uh, sat down with them, talked about you know what I could do for the show, how I could help, how I could build a new studio and whatever space we go into, and um, yeah, I guess. In just a week it'll be two years of me working on the best chefs. Wow. Yeah. And then Kristen's all you know, she got to know Tom and Pat and Mike throughout all the time that we were planning uh, the station and the the studio. Uh, she got yes. to know them really well and started to start hang around any with them. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't have to you do do. Anything.
2: I just get to hang. Well, not really.
0: You you um, have helped help
2: out. Them- If I have to. Uh, But Tal's been super supportive of, um, like, the comedy stuff that Jason and I do. He came out to see our show at UCB called The Dead Dads Club, and he was super supportive of that show and plugged it on Best Show. And um, he did a Bridge and Tunnel show. So he's been, like, super instrumental and supportive um, in terms of, like, the comedy writing and performance that we do. So I guess that's really how we've gotten to know him, how I've gotten to know him. Um, but I'm not a radio kid, so I don't have much to contribute there other than laughing in the background.
1: But that that actually means a lot, though. I mean, an audience is big. I, I Some of the best shows with an audience seem to be like, it really brings out a lot in Tom, I think, anyway.
2: Oh, but my favorite part is when there's like a really great group of guests because it's always entertaining to be in that crowd and to hear how people respond to the best show and how they respond to Tom and his calls with Worcester. Super fun. Level and Julie Klausner is there. But yeah, having a big audience, like, fueled to energy, I think. That's true.
1: Yeah, definitely. So you mentioned the the uh, Dead Dads Club that you guys, uh, the, the show that yeah. you guys did together. Now, that's, that's no longer a show you guys are doing?
2: No. Um, at UCB, you do a show that typically has, like, a six-month run. So... Um, I wrote the show called The Dead Dads Club, and it is based on the experience that Jason and I had when we lost our fathers within four months of each other. Oh, wow. And, yeah, it was a really difficult time, but at the same time, we we found ourselves, you know, surrounded by crazy characters and all the people who you have to deal with whenever you're having to do the business of burying someone, the business of a funeral, And we did it twice, (laughs) in rapid succession. Mm. And so we built this show um, that was like a really great experience. And uh, I think it's a very, very funny show. It's online. You can see it on Vimeo. And um, we auditioned it at UCB, I guess, in 2014. And then it ran through April of last year which was really exciting. We got to take it to Montreal, where some thoughts came out, and then uh, we took it to UCB Los Angeles as well. Oh, but, awesome. Um, that show to is where
0: some amazing. thoughts came out as well.
2: Did they come to L.A. show? Oh,
0: yeah.
1: They're everywhere.
2: They're <laughs> everywhere, that's true. Um, but it was a really cool and, like, crazy experience, I think, of doing that show. It's was, like, really a lot of work. Um, we had a really great supporting cast. Um, it was raw because we had to deal with like this emotional thing every so often, and we were. I'm really proud of it, but we're not performing it anymore. I'm sure we'll probably go back into it. Um, we submit it to festivals sometimes, and right now, Jason and I are both uh, performing on or working on Mod Night at UCB, which is their house sketch team.
1: Okay, so you guys primarily do sketch. Yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah. Primary. I mean, I do stand-up every now and then, but I live pretty much in the sketch world.
1: And that's your uh, your sketch group is called Bridge and Tunnel, as you mentioned before?
2: Yes. Uh, our indie sketch team is called Bridge and Tunnel. Uh, yeah. Jason's mod team at UCB is called Monaco, and my mod team is called Mama's Gotta Go. So we have similar-sounding mod teams.
1: Now, could you explain but, the concept yeah. of a mod team? Does that have anything to do with Harold and mod?
2: It does. It does. Okay. <laughs> well, Carol Night is UCB's improv night, so those are their house uh, improv teams. And Mod Night is their sketch counterpart, and so those are the house sketch teams. Um, and they're comprised of 12 people, 11 to 12, and it's half writers, half performers. Jason is a performer on his mod team, and I'm a writer on mine. Okay. Monday night.
1: Awesome. So that, that's at the UCB Theater in New York?
2: It is, at UCB Chelsea.
1: So how long have you guys been involved with the Upright Citizens Brigade?
2: Do you want to take it, <laughs> oh, uh, <that> Jay? <laughs> uh,
1: yeah, that, that was like, please answer this
0: question. Please answer this question for <laughs> me, Jay. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I think it was like,
2: what, 2008, 2009? Yeah,
0: no, we so we started at theater. We started taking classes and training in 2009. Uh, we became performers at the theater in... 2014. 20, 2013. 2013. Right?
2: 13, 14
0: No, 2014, you're right,
2: 2014
0: you're correct. <laughs> With uh, Dead Dad Dads Club
2: Yes, so we had to audition that show And when it got a run We became official performers at the theater um, Shortly after Doing Dead Dads Club Or getting that run started They placed me on Mod Night Which was very cool And then Jason got on Mod this year Which has been a really exciting experience For us both to have shows on Monday nights It's an exhausting, cool thing But it's a lot of sketch writing awesome yeah it's good i like things. being yeah, and, and the, is really, really great
0: and then we also have our uh our regular show with bridge and tunnel at the people's improv theater in uh, new york city and and we've been doing that group we've been with uh bnt since 2012 so
2: yeah, yeah. really long time with those guys um which is really great. So we have this sort of, like, independent thing, which is, like, sort of a job-y thing, and then UCB is um, really about exposure. So it's been great.
1: Did you have any famous instructors at UCB?
2: Yeah. Oh, man. Uh, And probably, like, as the time goes on, there are going to be more and more famous instructors. Oh, yeah. It's Um,
1: always a new crop coming up.
2: My first sketch teacher was Adam Conover, who has the show Adam Ruins Everything on True TV now. Yep. Um, Chris Kelly was another sketch teacher. Chris writes for Saturday Night Live, and he just he has had- a movie
0: coming out on Netflix.
2: Yeah, it premiered at Sundance and two really great reviews, so now he's killing it. Um, we have had classes with Neil Casey, who is going to be in the new Ghostbusters, also wrote for SNL and Key and & I believe, Amy Schumer. Um, who else?
0: <laughs> uh, Jordan Klepper. Jordan
2: Klepper yeah. is on Daily Show. Mm-hmm. He's a correspondent so. for The Daily Show now. Um, yeah. Yeah, I, I think, like, at pretty much every teacher we've had has gone on to have some sort of bubble of success because it's really this place that is sort of the center of creativity and comedy in New York right now. And it's crazy because it's such a community and it's, it's such a group of hardworking people and falling into it, the nice thing is that you meet people that you want to work with forever and... It's just been—it's just like a never-ending, like place of like great people that you want to work with. I think so.
1: Yeah, it's 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 so great because every you know you always hear like who's who in comedy. It's always connected to the UCB. Well, you know, especially as of late.
2: (laughs) Yes, exactly, and it'll change. I mean, other theaters are springing up all the time. There's the annoyance in Brooklyn. Reckless Theaters, Christian So there there are all of these new places that you can go and perform. UCB is our place, and I'm super proud of it. Shannon O'Neill is the artistic director, and she's been really, really great with us.
0: Um, Yeah, she's great. Yeah,
2: I love love it. Um, We're always there. (laughs) It's exhausting. (laughs) So what I was just working on right now, I was just working on pitches for my next Mod Night show, which is a meeting tomorrow. Jason has a meeting tomorrow. I think we're at the theater and the training center. Most of the week. <laughs> oh wow how it works out. Or, or
0: performing. Yeah. It's like uh, you're either writing and rehearsing or you're performing and you don't sleep. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it sounds exhausting, but it's gotta be a blast. It is. No,
0: a blast. it is.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah, no, it's fantastic. Is we don't this is no, we, we don't mean for it to sound terrible.
1: No no no. It doesn't uh, it doesn't come across <laughs> that way to me, but it just it You it,
0: never yeah, sleep.
1: Yeah, that's what it sounds like. <laughs>
2: I think oh, I God. think Jason's, <laughs> Jason's in uh, probably a worse place than I am. I switched to part time last year and it's definitely made a big difference because it's that slow progression as more and more opportunities come your way that it's hard to do everything. So Yeah.
0: Um yeah. I work full I work full time as my day job's in advertising. So I work full time during the day and then basically full time again at night for a comedy. Oh
1: wow.
2: Yeah. And then on the best show. So, job. so the you stuff, dude. You know? yeah. Without further ado, here is the world debut of We're Newbridge, We're Coming to Get ya by Barry Dworkin.
0: Deep in the heart of the Garden State sits a cool town that'll make you feel great. Built on an ancient Viking burial ground, there is no other better place around. Newbridge people are the best of the land. If someone falls down, we all have to have. We all know our place, we all know our worth. We used to be last, but now we're coming in first, because we're rich.
1: Now, speaking of appearances, uh, I, I have to talk about the uh, the Newbridge Tourism infomercial. Yeah. Which aired, it's got to be what, last year sometime?
2: Uh, hey, this year or the year before?
0: Was it like last? Oh, I don't even remember. remember. It came out the same day as Too Many Cooks, though.
1: Unfortunately, yeah, I was going to mention that. Uh, that's uh, it kind of overshadowed it. When when Mark Hamill starts tweeting about how great this thing is, Yeah. kind of eclipses oh. all that hard work put into this. But it, it's so great. You know, for, for know. Best Show fans, it was just amazing to see just this little 11-minute thing, this snippet of yeah. Newbridge come to life.
2: Yeah, yeah, it was so fun to, we were extras on that, and it was really fun to just be in the background and have a little piece, a little thing to dance, we danced in the show, <laughs> and um, it was cool to see Tom as a director, he's like such a pro, and uh, it was just really fun, it was super fun to to work on that. We filmed it um, at a, our part was at a high school, no, not a high school, but like a primary school or something. In, yeah, um, like a middle school. Oh really? Okay. (laughs) Some level of school um, out in Jersey, and it was kind of cool. It was really fun. Pat was there, and um, holding. Brad Davis was there. Brad Davis was there. So the holding was in a cafeteria, which was very funny. It felt like (laughs) a big throwback.
0: A multi-purpose room that was half cafeteria, half the basketball court,
2: half 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 gym,
0: yeah, half auditorium.
2: Very weird. It was, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Also schools have this specific smell. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's it's like like sort of like a weird bleach smell that like school bleach and crayons that school
0: smell like and, and dreams. And, and hope and hope,
2: yes. So yeah. those
1: <laughs> So so how long did that take to shoot?
2: They had several shooting days. Um we were just there for a day. So we yeah. only needed to we were there for we were in the background. I think we were just like laughs, I think for um, Worcester's uh, red racist thing. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, we were. Yeah, we were there. We 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 got to leave when he was shooting the uh, red racist reveal.
1: Okay.
2: We were just laughing but... we and laughing in the background. And then we were in the stands, the bleachers for the um, new for red song. Yeah. And then we were dancing at this like friendly guy's house that they. <laughs> <laughs> had, had a lot of cats. His, he, there's a gentleman who had a lot of cats who yeah. <laughs> had, had worked out, and, and he was one of the locations, their house was one of the locations for it. We met them and filmed in front of that he, house on a very windy day.
0: And he kept bringing different cats to show us. Like, okay, <laughs> now this, and he would, he would tell us the story of the cat, like how he got this cat, uh, you know what the cat likes, what the cat doesn't like, and then he would hand the cat back to his wife, and boom, another cat's out. He's telling us the story oh, of another cat. cat.
1: Oh, my goodness. Yeah. It
0: was wonderful. That was really, I loved that was every really second of
2: it. <laughs> I don't yeah. think I knew Tom very well yet. I think that was early days. I don't know if I had just met him or, if, like, I don't know. I didn't yeah, know him very well. No, I,
0: I think you knew him, had known him for, like, maybe two months. Or so, because that was right when we were building the studio.
2: Got it. So I maybe had seen him on. So I was a little nervous. Um, I was definitely nervous on that shoot because, you know, I didn't want to do the wrong thing. <laughs> but he made it like super comfortable and lovely, and it was a super fun experience. So, yeah.
3: yeah was... I
0: think it came out in November 2014, if I remember correctly. Okay.
2: Yeah, it's been a minute. It's been a
0: while, I think. Yeah. It's been, it's, yeah. yeah.
1: And still available to buy on iTunes, I think.
0: Yeah, and I believe you can even still stream it online, uh, too.
1: Okay.
2: But people should buy it.
0: But people should buy it. If you can buy it, buy it. <laughs> I say buy it.
2: Why not? If you're if you yeah. you interested, you should buy it.
1: And I don't know if Tom gets anything out of that iTunes transaction, but it's there.
2: I hope he does.
0: I hope he does. I think he does.
1: I would think so. Yeah.
2: Who knows? <laughs> Who knows what he said?
1: For those uh, that, that aren't familiar, it was the... The Newbridge Tourism presents "Where Newbridge, We're Coming to Getcha, and you guys are at the end where Barry Dworkin, uh, played by John Worcester, sings the world premiere of "Where Newbridge, We're Coming to Getcha. That's by Barry Dworkin and the gas station dogs. <laughs> that was just so great for fans of Best Show. There were so many little things hidden in there. Yeah. So many inside jokes, and then towards the end, you know, I'm just pausing to see who's appearing in there. You see AP Mike and Terry T and you guys, and it's really, really funny.
2: Yeah, it's definitely a world builder. It's pretty cool.
1: Now, we should probably talk about uh, your recent appearance, Kristen, on the Netflix show The Characters. Sure. That's pretty great. Yeah.
2: it was pretty great. Um, I'm in Natasha Raffle's episode, um, which The Characters is a series on Netflix that's super exciting. Each episode is helmed by a sketch performer, and that performer writes a half hour, and some of the episodes are just straight sketches. Like, Tim Robinson's is a series of sketches about through lines, and some are, uh, like, world builders. So Natasha Rockwell's episode is a full world, and she has a through line where she plays herself um, having to go to jury duty, and you see, like, just a full, like, series of characters over the course of it, uh, this person's day. And Natasha plays all of these amazing characters in the episode, that I'm in, I'm in a scene with her where she's playing Tanisha, which is <laughs> her character where she's a little girl, like a precocious, um, advice-giving little child who came to work with her mother and is kind of annoying everyone and also dropping truth bombs on them.
0: <laughs> Why do you spend most of your nights at home alone with your rabbits? Well,
2: if I didn't have them, I would be all alone. Stop looking for a man to complete you. You need to complete
3: yourself and then you find another complete person and then you put those circles together to
2: form an infinity symbol. That's the number eight taking a nap. Something that I never do. You're right, Tanisha. Thank you. So I uh, have a small part in that which I was so excited to get to. Um, Natasha is amazing. She's just really, really gifted writer and performer. She used to write for SNL. Uh, she's Still writing for another show that I can't remember now, but <laughs> she's killing it, uh, and she's going to be someone who's going to be a big, big star. So that series is super great, and I definitely recommend you watch it.
1: That's awesome. Yeah, the uh, you have to dress for the job that you want, not the job you get.
2: <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, I mean it was so cool. Like that was a big day. Getting to do that was such a big day because that was going to be the first time that I had ever performed in or acted in something. Where you know you and when you're in New York, you see all of the trailers and stuff on the street, and and everything's closed off. That was the first time that I had that experience of of getting to perform in something and have a trailer, Mm. (laughs) all that, all of that stuff. And it was like really exciting to be around these people. And Natasha came in at one point, and she was like, "Oh my God, I can't believe I get to do this because, as basically, you know, the the showrunner of of her episode, she was in charge of." you know, making casting recommendations, and really, like, doing it all. Like, they were even clearing my wardrobe with her. And she was so excited to be in the position of, of getting to play all of these characters and, and getting to work with her friends. Um, and I was super excited, and I felt it was a dream come true just to get to do it. Mm. <laughs> so it was just this magical thing that you hope that every job will be like that. Um yeah, so I totally recommend that series. I hope that they do another season because there's not really anything else like it. And no. it really, like, sh- like puts a shine on a lot of performers who are doing so great right now. Like Lauren Lop, is has an episode, Kate Verlant. It's a big deal. And, and John Early as well. So There are a lot of performers who are incredibly talented who are about to like, blow up, I think.
1: Oh, yeah. That's that's yeah. such a, that's so great that they give so much creative control to each person for their own episode. That's it's like a kind of a microcosm of a series huh. within one episode.
2: Exactly, and I don't know how I, I, I don't know if there is anything else out there that was that is similar. But I my experience was that Natasha really was in charge, and um, just watching her perform all day, and seeing her as Tanisha was really fantastic, because she's super, super funny.
1: Yeah, and and multiple characters in some scenes, too.
2: (laughs) Yeah, like in uh, the Jury Duty scene, you see Natasha playing like three roles, I believe, maybe three or four, Um, and it's cool. She has such range, and one of the things that really impresses me about her characters are that she includes so many jokes. Mm. It's not just she doesn't just embody a person. She also just, like, drops so many, like, wicked jokes. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, like, I love, like, there's one um, scene that she does where she is a person on the subway who is trying to get money, and she's doing it by threatening to give away secrets in game of thrones <laughs> and then other spoilers <laughs> and like everything she's done is a joke and it's so impressive like, it's just really really good writing in addition to being a great performer
1: so yeah
2: i'm super jazzed about that
1: that's great yeah everyone should check that out yeah streaming now welcome back to who wants to be a millionaire all right our next contestant is a writer from jersey city new jersey ladies and gentlemen please welcome kristen bartlett Now, we have to talk about the big recent news for you guys, and especially you, Kristen. Uh, Your recent appearance on Who Wants to Be a Millionaire. Now, how did this all come about?
2: Um, So, Who Wants to Be a Millionaire? Uh, When you're you're a performer at UCB, you get uh, casting notices, and some of those notices are strange and weird. And one of the casting notices was for Who Wants to Be a Millionaire. And they, the show specifically wants people who are outgoing and who aren't going to be scared of, you know, a camera <laughs> or, or, or performing live or whatever. Um, so they look for improvisers, and you'll probably see a lot of improvisers if you watch the show. Um, and so I encourage Jason to do it
0: because... Yeah, and I, f- I failed the process. Really? <laughs> now, I, here's the thing. Here's the thing, I know I aced that test. I know I had every single answer correct. There's no doubt about that in my mind. I know this. But one of the producers, they walk around and they, I, I think they get a really early gauge on um, the personalities they want to see they or to try to work with to move them forward. So they'll ask questions in the process like, "Also, oh, what are you gonna do with the money? And people are like, oh, you know, I'm, I'm probably gonna finally buy a new car or, you know, give my mom some of it or something like that. Mm-hmm. And when they when they asked me, I don't know what kind of mindset I was in, but I just very coldly answered, save it. <laughs> like the dullest answer you could give in the, in the dullest manner possible. And uh, the producer just kind of nodded at me and moved on. Oh, man. So, yeah. <laughs> So you're to have Pretty to positive. That's what sunk me. Yeah. I
2: mean, there are a lot of different things that could sink people on who wants to be a millionaire? But you take a test, and then they call out the numbers for the people who supposedly passed the test. <laughs> uh, Jason feels that he did pass the test.
0: <laughs> oh, I know I did. There's no doubt about it in my mind.
1: So, what kind of test was this? Like, what kind of questions was it? Like multiple choice or? Yeah.
2: Yeah. Multiple choice. Multiple trivia choice trivia.
0: trivia. Yeah.
2: And, um, some of them were quite hard, they weren't easy, okay. (laughs) I wonder if you did get cocky when you were taking this test?
0: No, no man, I knew I had that. Because every question I smiled after, like, oh, come on guys. I feel like every relationship needs a
2: person who has overwhelming, ridiculous confidence, and then someone who's more (laughs) realist, and Jason is clearly our person with lots of confidence. Um, So so we took a test, and then uh, then it was the next step of, of meeting with producers. And so Jason went well, for Well, I sat me. on the
0: sidewalk
2: <laughs> on, like,
0: 66th Street or whatever outside of ABC. Yeah.
1: Oh, they kicked you out of the building. <laughs>
0: a... yeah, yeah, yes, oh, yeah, that was it. They give you a leave. pencil, and you leave.
2: They give you a who-wants-to-be-a-millionaire pencil. So Jason.
1: <laughs> oh, my goodness
2: the indignity of this experience. And so I met with a producer and I have to say this is not something that I wanted to do. Um, I still fully believe that Jason's a much better candidate for, for who wants to be a millionaire than any trivia at all. Um, because I'm afraid of revealing a total ignorance for the greater world. <laughs> like I know I know a lot of like nonsense, but if I had I'm one of those people that if I had to write all of the country's names down, in the Middle East, it would be, like, a shameful thing for all of America. Oh, man. So I was just praying that I wouldn't get those questions. And and the idea of going – I love being a ham, and I am one, and if you watch the episode, you can see it. Um, Total (laughs) ham. Such a ham. But I love performing, but um, I love performing in a controlled way, and I think that's why I like sketch so much, because it's written. Um, (laughs) And I like – knowing exactly what I'm about to say, <laughs> and I didn't know that on, on Who I'm Familiar. So the idea of it made me very nervous, and I met with a producer who liked me and moved me on to an on-camera audition that day, and then I did the on-camera audition, and like part of what they want you to do, one of the things with Who i Familiar, is that they want to see how you work to get an answer. Because it's boring for them to just show people who just answer the questions and move on. They want to see you work for it or have a funny anecdote or something like that. Mm -hmm. So I did it. I had a few funny anecdotes. And then I left, and I told, I went for drinks with some friends and with Jason. I was like, I hope I don't hear from them. <laughs> <laughs> then I heard from them almost immediately. Oh wow! <laughs> so yeah. So then uh, we went to we had a trip already planned for the Fourth of July. We went up to Cape Cod where you are. Yes. So we were there, and a lot of that trip that was supposed to be relaxing <laughs> for the long weekend was spent watching clips of Who cool Wants to Be a Millionaire on YouTube.
1: Oh man! <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> so sorry, what, we the,
0: what was the name of the place the Lion and Lamb Inn or something like Lamb that? The Lamb
2: and Lion. It's beautiful yeah, in yeah. Barnesville. Yeah. The Lamb and Lion. Do you know it?
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm familiar. I've never been there.
2: It's lovely. It's so lovely, and they allow dogs, which is very important to us because we travel with our dog, Hans. Oh,
1: nice.
0: And uh, Teddy Kennedy used to spend a lot of time <laughs> at that house too.
1: Oh, yeah. A lot a of uh, a lot of Kennedy history here. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. Uh, don't want to go into it that's <laughs> for another podcast yeah sure <laughs> i've seen ted kennedy yeah. I, I, I saw him jogging in his windbreaker once <laughs> so yeah, <that's>, uh...
2: <laughs> a lot of like great local celebs that's pretty solid i guess <laughs> i mean we had a great time but a lot of our experience was in you know with going and swimming and then coming back inside and watching terry cruz host last season's series of yeah. Who Wants to Be a Millionaire? And and we so then we go get
0: dinner, and then we go back and watch maybe eight more episodes.
2: <laughs> it was pretty terrible, but also I wanted to know what I was getting into. Oh sure. And they had they had changed the like format of Who Wants to Be a Millionaire. So last year they were doing this thing where all of the questions were out of order, so you never knew what amount of money you were going to get.
1: Admittedly, I haven't watched it much since the Regis Philbin era, but I remember well, seeing that. Have I. <laughs> that's that's insane.
2: Mm-hmm. So they had changed this whole format, so I needed to get familiar with that. And I prepared for that. And then uh, the following week, we drove up to Stamford, Connecticut, which is where it's filmed. Oh, okay. <laughs> which is just random. It used to be filmed in New York, but now it's in Stamford, at the same place where the People's Court is filmed.
0: Oh, wow. <laughs>
1: really
0: I was cool. kind of bummed I wasn't able to go see the People's Court as well while we were there.
1: <laughs> yeah, Judge Million. <laughs>
2: That'd be so nice to go through that. Um, but we were there bright and early, and it, it was like a very nerve-wracking experience. I got there and I met with a producer, only to find out that it was the old school form of millionaire. So the millionaire that I had trained for was no longer.
1: Oh no. The
2: the, the word of the day. It was now back to the gradually increasing amounts of money and <laughs> trying to get to certain like levels. And I think like Jason was nervous about that, but I was just like, oh, it's okay. <laughs> it'll be fine and then they took us down and tested us like we had to get a feel for the for like the the set which is like sort of like a stadium and lots of plexiglass I feel it's like very clear (laughs) and the lights are really intense and the music is really intense so they want you to get familiar with like standing at that podium and it's super
1: cold Oh,
2: really? <laughs> it's like a normal studio when it's, like, re- like rigid.
1: Yeah.
2: Um, yeah. And they wanted us to get comfortable with that, and we had been told ahead of time that we might not go that day because they try to book as many people as they can, and then, like, they shoot shows all day long, and um, they try to overfill it, so you'll just come back the next day. And we were hoping not to have to – it was a Friday. We were hoping not to have to come back on Monday mm. to Stanford. <laughs> so We were hoping to get to go. Um, and I was one of the last people, and they sent us to Hair and Makeup, they did a really banging job, <laughs> mm-hmm. and, and then they told me that they weren't sure if they were going to take me, because it was sort of the, we were getting, like, the, the last of, like, the round, they couldn't tell for sure, and then suddenly I was getting called down. Um, and they, like, taped up my mic, and they just, like, basically pushed me out, because... Um, in my episode, two people leave very quickly, and usually it's two people prepped, so I have a three-person episode. Okay. So they left super fast, and I didn't have a lot of time to prepare, and I went out there, <laughs> and it was fun. Um, I got questions that I felt... I, it's like I was full of adrenaline. I was absolutely pumped full of adrenaline to do it, because it's very bizarre. It's just a weird, weird experience. And... Um, I got questions that I felt pretty comfortable with. One thing that they don't tell you is that the audience is kind of interactive. So there's a point in my episode where I have a question about Disneyland, where it's like, what bride had uh, such and such animatronic figures and at the end, a dog with a key in its mouth? And I was pretty sure that was tied to the Caribbean, and I was about to guess it. And someone in the audience goes, oh. <laughs> you, can't, you can't hear that, but you hear me go, oh my god. And that was when I called Jason down, and Jason uh, was my plus one, because that's their version of phone a friend these days because of the Internet. And Jason bailed me out really well. Okay, cool. I'd like to call my plus one. He'll make me calm anyway. Okay. Yeah. Is that your final? That's my final. Okay. Who's your plus one? My plus one is my lovely husband, Jason Gore. Okay, Jason, come on down here.
1: Jason, nice hey, buddy? how are you? you. you Welcome too. to show. Thank
0: you. Okay. I, I, 100% confident. Well, first off, so it's not a small world. It's the kids. There's, I don't even remember any dogs. They're
2: creepy kids. The,
0: it's the creepy, creepy kids, and it's a small world. Yeah. Uh, if you remember at the end of Pirates of the Caribbean, there's a dog. There's a dog holding keys because the place is on fire, love and all him. of the people are trying to I get the him. keys from him. So. Give me a there key. There you go. Mwah.
2: I love you. 100. <laughs> that's
0: great. No matter what show I'm on, it just
2: happens.
0: <laughs> the whole time, like when that question came up, I was kept thinking to myself, like, please God, please God, let this be the one. I <laughs> <to> go down
2: for it. Right, because that's also a sad thing when you watch those episodes and you see someone call their plus one and the plus one does not know it.
0: That's so the worst. It's so awkward.
2: It's awkward, and then it's sad because this person has gone on TV only to like fail you. <laughs>
0: yeah, and then they have to try to work it out with you, and there's nothing more awkward to see—you know, you fumbling in front of your friend that depended on you on an <laughs> answer you can't <laughs> give. Uh, but that one—we I mean, know the sound is that.
1: And you sit there, you know, if you fail, you're sitting—you're still in frame for the rest of the episode too, you know. Oh yeah,
0: yep. <laughs> Guys, your friend goes out, and you have to stand right next to them.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And that's another thing. You have to stand. They don't let you sit anymore. I couldn't believe all the changes they've made over the years.
2: I know. There's no hot seat anymore. You stand, which I kind of like. I prefer standing. I think I would have been, like, tapping my feet if I were sitting.
1: (laughs) But that question was insane. Like, it was, what was the dollar value on that that question about the Pirates of the Caribbean?
2: That was a $5,000 question, and that was the... um, like next level that I need to get to. So no matter what, if you're a contestant and you go on the show, if you get everything wrong, you're going to get a thousand dollars. Okay. Um, but you are you you get, um, which is great. And that was what made me think I would say I was I was kind of teetering on saying no to it and saying ah, I don't really want to do this. But because I knew that no matter what, I would make a thousand dollars. I was like, okay, fine. It'll be a funny story, and I'll have a grand. <laughs> um, <laughs> which we can't complain about. No. Um, the $5,000 question is the next level where if you get $5,000 no matter what, you're taking that home. So it was a pretty pivotal question. So I, I didn't want to go crazy with it. So it was nice having Jason come in there <laughs> and give me advice.
1: I had no um, idea what that I was trying to think myself watching your episode. It's got to be a small world. Animatronic people, I, I had no idea what right. that was.
2: I think that's like so, the trickery of it. Yeah. Go ahead.
1: So also another thing, too, that was cool that
0: year uh, last year uh, was that last January not this past January I had gone to Disney World for the very first time in my life.
1: Oh wow. <laughs>
0: and so and I became obsessed with it. I loved it and I was reading every detail on every ride. So the moment that question popped up I, I knew it. And, and, you know. so
1: That's yeah. perfect.
2: So it was your question. Um, it's
0: yeah. totally random.
2: Yeah. Sometimes, like, I, sometimes I watch you know, we we would tune in, I would record them, and we would tune in and, and see what other people's questions were. And there were a lot of them were like, if I had gotten that question, I absolutely would have gone home. I have no idea. <laughs> um, but I feel like I got lucky that it the questions sort of balanced with my very specific brand of knowledge, <laughs> which was good. There was a question about Milano cookies that I was ecstatic about. Um, so it was a like question that I felt like I knew And then when I had banked up to 20K, what I had done right before, like, it's two episodes. In the second episode, um, Chris Harrison did that thing where he, like, where a host makes you think that you've gotten it wrong. Mm -hmm. That nightmare thing of, like, oh, we're so sorry. So he did that, and I totally bought it, hook, line, and the secret. You see people do that, and you're like, what a dummy. (laughs) It was totally me. (laughs) I was so prepared to fail that when he had even slightly downcast look and implied that I might have lost, I totally bought it. And I I have learned as a comedian, as an actor um, and writer, to accept rejection pretty well. So, like, watch it. Like, it's my process of rejection, of, of getting a no to a part or getting, like, not getting a, a writing job or something like that. It's, it's when you get notified. I go through this process, and it used to take a very long time. It used to take, like, a good couple of days just, like, nursing my wounds and feeling not good enough. Mm-hmm. But now it's, like, okay. <laughs> there's a rationalization that happens. And just or rationalization is just, like, a day-long process of, like, this wasn't the right opportunity for me, but I learned something, and that's okay. And then it's opening me up to greater things. <laughs> so it's usually a day-long thing. But in that moment, um, I guessed a question after doing 50-50, and he does that thing of, like, oh. <laughs> and you see me do that, that failure rationalization in rapid 15 seconds <laughs> like I had gotten it down to such a science so I was like it's okay I had fun <laughs> and then it's like you see like oh this insane and so then he like turned it around and said oh actually you got the question right you got 20 grand Woo-hoo. and um, I was so ready to get out of there at that moment that was when I was like okay I've totally beaten the house I've got to get out of this room I have $20,000 I do not belong here. I need to rest. I'm so happy to walk. If they had known for sure that I would have gone with what they said, the fact that they didn't, it it doesn't help me. And here's the thing, my dad passed away several years ago and before he retired, or before he, he wanted with my mom, he wanted to travel with mom after he retired and he never got the chance. The reason why I came today was to take mom on the trip of her dreams. And I'm going to take her on the trip for dreams with $20,000. <laughs> so I did great. Final
3: answer. I'm leaving. Here.
1: Congratulations. Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> By the way, the answer is D, Queen Victoria. Great. But who cares? Who cares? What a great, great story.
2: And so the <laughs> next question was like a historical question, which um, honestly, like, my guess was the right answer. But oh. that, I didn't care because I had $20,000. And if oh. I had guessed, and and guessed wrong, then I would have gone back to five. And that was too much of a gamble for me. Oh, yeah. Gambler. I'm just not. I'm not a gambler. Um, (laughs) So so I got that. When it came to the 20K question and I did like the audience and the audience had no idea, I felt confident enough to get out of there. And so basically like it was Jason and I running out of Stanford, Connecticut, (laughs) hoping that no one changed their mind.
1: Like a heist.
2: It was totally like a game show, highest, and we just got yeah. It really it. felt like it. It really did. We were like, we were like, it was like the most adrenaline fueled thing that I have ever experienced because it's a really intense room. It's really intense people. Everybody's assigned to a producer because the producers are there to pump people up and and make them feel like they can make take chances. I was like, I don't want, <laughs> I don't want to take.
1: <laughs> oh no, no. I
2: wa- no. I wanted to put on a good show and, like, be a likable personality, hopefully, and, you know, leave. <laughs> so, like, it's, like, really intense experience, and you see, like, two guys, right like, before me fail pretty spectacularly. I hate saying that, but they had both, like, I think they both went home with 1,000. I really wanted to get oh, out Oh, no, here. yeah,
0: they re- they really ate it. I can say it. I'm a plus <laughs> one. They really ate it. <laughs>
2: so bad. That's so bad. And so, yeah, and everyone, it's like, it's the most intense thing that I've done, I think. And so, then Jason and I, like, ran to the car. We had a pound of makeup on. You know, I had crazy hair. (laughs) And we, like, drove out of Stanford and couldn't believe that it had happened to us. It was the weirdest thing.
1: That's awesome. Now, did they film over two days, or that was just one day of filming? It was
2: one day. It was, oh, and that's an interesting thing, too. Um, So... (laughs) They were supposed to break for lunch, and they didn't think that they were going to need me until after lunch. And then those two guys before me uh, lost out with Scott. They pushed me out there. I did my my best at 7K. And then um, they separated me and Jason because they broke for lunch for a little over an hour. And Jason and I were sent to two separate rooms because we couldn't talk or discuss
1: what was happening.
2: We couldn't um, strategize. That makes and sense. <laughs> it was so weird. It's
0: a game show prison.
1: Yeah, yeah.
2: It felt like a game show jail. And that was also very heightened and very funny because, like, I had just won $7,000. I had just filmed the show. I knew I was going to have to go film another show. And I would have to change clothes. And I would have to, you know, rig me up again with my mic and everything. And they put me and Jason in two different rooms. And we couldn't talk to each other. And I don't know who started laughing first. But, like, after everyone was gone to lunch, it was just the two of us alone in these two rooms that were nearby. It was
0: silent. It
2: was so silent. And uh, one of us started laughing. It was me. I started started laughing first. (laughs) And Jason started laughing, and then I started laughing. And then we just, like, laughed like idiots, like just, like, maniacs in these, like, in-game in, in show prison, in isolation. It was just so bizarre. <laughs> yeah, it <laughs>
3: they was came and took us
2: out. Yeah, an hour later, after everyone else had had lunch, they came and took us downstairs, and, you know, I was much calmer in the second episode, but it's hard, like, it's so hard to keep the momentum going, and I just definitely didn't want to be a fail. Like, I didn't want to be a fail video.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. No, I mean, you made it that far. There's no way you were going to be at that point.
0: Well, yeah. you never know. No, there's still there's so many chances to eat it. <laughs> there really are. And all, she did she did you say, great.
2: <laughs> that's right. Yeah, I just didn't want to say something that would like live forever, you know? <laughs> <laughs> like there's so many opportunities yeah. to say something so stupid that you there's a compilation of videos that I had seen in Cape Cod the week before. It's it's who wants to be the millionaire fails.
3: Oh, and one no. of them yeah.
2: is a the girl wearing a Harvard sweater, um, who gets the answer wrong to like a very dumb question, like 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 a very obvious. The world knows this question, but she doesn't. And when she gets it wrong, she just bursts into tears. <laughs> I did not want to be that. So you mad. didn't do that. You were
0: very far
1: away from that.
0: <laughs> also, too, when they bring us when they brought us back for the second episode. They had a warm-up comic. Oh no way! <laughs> doing the rounds, and then she, but she also uh, she also started singing Neil Diamond with the crowd, and uh, I she came over and gave the mic to me, and <laughs> the crowd went crazy at my Neil Diamond. So they had me continue singing "Sweet uh, Caroline," oh, that's uh, so almost weird. the whole whole song.
1: Oh, so good, so good.
0: Yeah.
2: <laughs> So good, so good. It was yeah. so bizarre, and but I really recommend that people do it. <laughs> because <laughs> why, why else? Like, you know, yeah. and when else are you going to do it? And now I'm on like a list, so I get notifications about other game shows, and it makes me laugh. Like just imagining that like people could make a career out of that. You oh, know? Wow, that's funny. Um, it's very funny. <laughs> but I did. I just got. A, I got a notice about hundred thousand dollar pyramid recently, and I know that there are other ones out there. <laughs> It's just, I, I didn't submit to it, um, because I feel like I had my chance, and I did it, and I don't want to risk it.
1: Oh, I hear you.
2: But we just got paid this week, and I'm so stoked to, like, go deposit a $20,000 check.
1: That's awesome. Yeah, you had mentioned that on the, the recent Half Hour of Power, where they don't pay you, because when did you film no. this?
2: I filmed it in Flat July, August. July,
1: yeah. Oh, wow.
2: So it's been a while, and you can't talk about it. You can't, like, give the details of what you won, or your specific questions, you can't really talk about it until it airs. So that was a long waiting period. And also it's something that people are just like inherently interested in. So I tried I told I talked about it a little bit on Half Hour Power and told the people around me, but I didn't post about it on Facebook and I didn't share it with a lot of people because it's the kind of thing that people are just very, very interested in. Like I've done you know, like, people are far more interested in Who Wants to Be a Millionaire than the characters, even though the characters represent an actual thing that I did for my career that I got that was hard to get. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, like, the characters to my mom means nothing, even though it's, like, an actual representation that I'm doing good things in comedy. But who wants to be a millionaire for my whole family was a big deal. So.
1: Yeah. A friend of our family, it's too bad that you guys weren't in on something like this, Uh, Some family friends, it was a couple that Uh they were on Who Wants to Be a Millionaire during the Regis Philbin era. I think this was 2002. They were doing a special Valentine's Day edition. Yeah. And so they got to be on as a couple.
2: That's great. I would have loved to have gone on as a couple because I think that Jason and I have two separate banks of knowledge. (laughs) And that way they can compliment each other. Um,. When you're out there alone, it's kind of scary. And I, I know silly things about the real housewives, you know?
0: Yeah, yeah. I do too.
2: <laughs> I know, but it's limited. What I'm saying is, like, you know about some sport.
0: Oh, okay. Gotcha.
2: I know <laughs> about no sport.
1: Yeah, two heads are better than one. I mean, just exactly. across the board.
2: <laughs> across but- the board. It's very funny and it's a weird thing that I probably wouldn't do again. But I do recommend that people do it because it is hilarious right now to have a check for that much money.
1: Oh that's that's awesome. Now you, you walked away with twenty thousand. You mentioned you were going to take your mother on a on a good vacation, so have you have we you made are. any plans?
2: Mom doesn't want to yes, yeah, she doesn't want to get on a plane. So we have rented a house in Topsail Island in North Carolina in May. So nice. we're doing a big a big family vacay, going to the beach, It's just gonna be fun. And the rest of it, we're going to put towards the car. Awesome. Yeah.
1: You're not going to save it?
2: No, I mean, we needed... <laughs> no. Yeah. We're doing fine. Yeah, I know. We're okay. okay we're going to... We, yeah, no. We're going to blow it. Because um, <laughs> no. it's nonsense money. It's, like, not money that... <laughs>
0: I wouldn't say that. I'm not going to say it's nonsense money because I'm sure there's a lot of people that would appreciate it as well.
2: Oh, I mean, oh, my God, I definitely appreciate it. But we have a car that we've been driving that is a 2003 Toyota Echo (laughs) 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 with 120,000 miles on it. And it's time to get a nice car that can replace the Toyota Echo that is this nice, safe alternative to our car that doesn't have an air conditioner that works anymore.
3: Oh,
1: man. Um,
2: (laughs) So it's time. But, um, I, and, but to, and to me, I feel fine rationalizing that because it's money that I did nothing to earn. Oh, sure. <laughs> I didn't spend a ton of time working toward it. It just happened. And it's going to be great. It's, so we're going to get probably a Camry. We're <laughs> <you laughs> not getting anything crazy. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. I was going to recommend that you uh, take a visit to beautiful Cape Cod, but as you mentioned, you've already been here, and I saw Jason making fun of our local party store on Twitter, so I know it's already a, a place you've <laughs> visited.
0: Oh, no, we, we love, like we Cape Cape. love, we come to Cape Cod quite a bit.
1: Do you?
2: Yeah, we, we've been yeah. to Fal- Falmouth a few times, uh-huh. um, and then last year was our first time going away to, um, to Barnstable, and we really like it, so we'll definitely be back. It's such an easy trip from New York, but it's nice.
1: Yeah, and well, now you're gonna have to come back when uh, you know, when you don't have to cram the whole time.
0: <laughs> I will say I will say this about Barnstable in that area, though. I will say this.
1: All right.
2: So, what are you gonna say?
3: Are
1: you I'm gonna listening.
2: To
0: crap? So, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna lay it down here about <laughs> Barnstable. So <laughs> someone will always tell you about some secret beach in Barnstable
3: mm-hmm. that'll oh, yeah. give you
0: like the worst directions ever. Like, you turn left at this church, and then you follow the path behind. <laughs> And you never find that secret beach.
2: Yeah, you need to tell us when we're up there again. You need to give us the, the information on the best beaches. Oh, yeah. There aren't many There aren't many places that you can take your dog.
1: No, yeah, yeah. That's, it's different. That was the thing. Different beaches, different towns. Yeah, it's all regulated.
2: Jersey is very dog-friendly.
0: We really like the animals here.
1: What kind of dog do you have?
2: We have a dachshund. Oh, nice. He's 11. Oh, wow. Yeah, <laughs> so he dry, he rides along with us.
1: That's great. They love the beach. There's plenty of uh, dog-friendly places around here. But yeah, you know, it's like, it's a giant sandbar, basically, Cape Cod is. So it's like, there's always these little beaches and alcoves and little areas. And and yeah, it is hard to drive to some of these faraway beaches. You know, the long roads along beaches and no signs. So yeah, I, 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 I get it.
2: I also ate ice cream on every day that trip, I think. Like, I not, like, there's such great... There's so many great ice cream places on Cape Cod.
1: Oh, yeah. New England's number yeah. one in the country for ice cream. Is it really? Yeah, supposedly uh, New England eats it more than anybody else.
2: Well, I definitely ate it more than I eat it here.
0: <laughs> that is true. Like, you, you really wanted us to get ice cream there.
2: I really did. Maybe it was yeah, the wow. stress of having to watch Terry Crews so familiar, but I really wanted ice cream every day. I really love yeah. the We'll definitely be back. It's a good place. Yeah.
1: Did you go to Four Seas Ice Cream?
2: Um, No, I don't think so. I, we went... Four Seas?
1: Four Seas. F-O-U-R-S-E-A-S.
0: Oh, I think you said Four Seas. <laughs> speed. I'm going to say, if I'm, up, if I'm opening an ice cream store, it's going to be called Four Seas.
1: <laughs> four Seas <speed> Ice Cream. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I don't remember the name of this place, but it was highly reviewed on Yelp. We went a couple of times. It had rocking chairs on the porch.
1: Oh, yeah. okay. <laughs> Sounds very familiar. There's so many.
2: There's so many. It was a good time.
1: Well, that's awesome.
2: Yeah, we had a good time. And uh, we'll del- totally back in our new safe air-conditioned car.
1: Yeah, there you go. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I feel like we just like talked about who wants to be a millionaire for... Oh, wow. <laughs> well, it was. I know, uh, but
0: it's, it's an intricate. It's a very intricate experience. I hope someone's interested in that.
1: No, it was great because you know I, I I had an episode recently, uh, t- two three weeks ago with uh with uh, Greg Gethard, Chris Gethard's brother.
3: Yeah, oh, she's so
0: great.
1: <laughs> who was talking about his experience on uh, "Where in the World Is Carmen Sandiego"?
0: Uh, I love that. Isn't that I'm one of the
1: greatest stories ever? It's amazing, and you know, oh, you, it's so good. It's because of people like him. That's the reason why you guys are sequestered during lunch. You know, it's like, <laughs> yeah,
2: that's absolutely true.
1: It's like, oh a, like yeah, quiz show scandal Jr. for him. You know?
3: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Oh, I love that uh, story and I love like the clip. Just the clip alone is so funny of him on Carmen San Diego. Oh, it's oh, so
1: yeah. funny! Greg, such a ham. Greg's the best. Greg's so
0: great, like
2: man. Game shows also are such an interesting thing because the people, like so many people who get on there, are people who just love the game show. And if I'm being honest, like the only game show that I've ever really loved was Supermarket Sweep.
1: Oh man! So, <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah.
2: I would know what to do on Supermarket Sweep. Like, it's not, it's never been an aspiration of mine to go on Jeopardy.
1: <laughs> yeah, Jeopardy's, you gotta, because Jeopardy's all timing. You know, what that or yeah. they don't talk about that. But, yeah, uh, Supermarket Sweep, you go for the, the cheese and you go for the diapers.
2: The diapers, you get in there. And you can also get turkeys, like, big ol' <laughs> <on> pans.
0: <laughs> okay, so oh, hold up, back. hold up, hold up. Okay, so what is, how does Supermarket Sweep work?
2: Okay. Okay. So let me tell you how supermarket super exists. So the first like part of it is they ask questions and you it's a lot of like pricing games and then the final okay. part the final part is like if you make it to the finals, you and your partner go through and get to go through a grocery store and grab as much as you can in like a minute and the goal is to get the most expensive items.
1: Uh...
0: So you go oh man, a I want to like, host supermarket suite
1: now. Yeah, you forgot to mention charismatic host David Ruprecht. <laughs> oh man, I used to watch that with my grandparents all the time.
2: So into it, I'm so into that. Uh, just the idea, the like the adrenaline feel of grabbing giant things of diapers and putting them in a grocery cart is so exciting to me. Um... So that is the only one that I would ever really choose to do. (laughs) But the other people, like, I mean, like, in the room, the people who want to do, who wants to be a millionaire, if they aren't improvisers, they're people who really watch the show, who never stopped watching. And that's an interesting kind of person. You know? (laughs)
3: Yes.
2: (laughs) It is. And um, there's a person that Jason found who posts a blog of every question that gets asked on the show.
1: Oh, really? Like, historically, everyone that has been asked? Yes. Wow.
2: Yeah. <laughs> he, <I mean, laughs> he found it yeah. while Googling me.
1: <laughs> oh,
2: yeah. <laughs> huh. So this is there, And I just think, like, it's such an interesting thing, because it's just, like, real weirdos who watch these things. <laughs> and I love them.
1: <laughs> well, and, and not, you know, not to talk too much about Greg Gethard, but he mentioned in his, his episode with me that he wanted, years later, a tape of his appearance, because, you know, he had an old tape that his family made that was really run down and broken, and he yeah. found online this guy that had an archive of every game show <laughs> and had his appearance. <laughs> and,
2: I love that. That's so
1: strange. And the, the best part is he didn't have to pay for it. He had to answer some questions to prove it was really him. That's all he had to do.
2: That is so funny. This is one of these questions. A-
1: I, I don't, I, I, I forget, I don't think he mentioned it, but it was one of these answer me these riddles three type of scenario.
2: <laughs> oh, that's one of the best things I've ever heard. <laughs> love that.
1: No, it's, a, it's an interesting experience. Uh, I, and,
2: and that's part of like why I was more willing to do it was the fact that it's not as big of a deal now. Yeah. There are people who dedicatedly like still watch it, but it's not what it was. Because I wouldn't go on a primetime show like that. No, they're just—it's too, it's too big, too many opportunities to fail.
1: <laughs> I didn't even realize it was still on the air. To be honest with you, I—I <laughs> I, I remember Meredith Vieira hosted, and then uh, Terry Crews, and the, wasn't there somebody else?
2: I believe Cedric Van also hosted. Okay. Who knows who will host it next year if it gets renewed?
1: Yeah, could be one of you guys.
2: I mean, I would take that job for sure.
0: <laughs> oh yeah, I'd do that, man.
2: That'd be fun.
1: Or how about reviving Supermarket Sweep?
2: Oh, yeah! Oh
0: no, I would. I would host. That, I would host that in a heartbeat.
1: Oh, it's so great!
2: <laughs> I would just run around grabbing ham.
1: <laughs> and the bonuses. Don't forget the inflatable bonuses.
2: Oh, it's so great! Oh, such a good show. That's a classic show.
1: And then, and then, uh, shop till you drop. They try to put on after it, and it just nah, wasn't as good.
2: I know. I-, I immediately thought of that too. Who hosted that one?
1: Oh man. That's a good question. I, I, I
0: actually, I, I can tell you. Hold on, Pat Pat Finn is the host. Okay, of stop till you drop. Or J D Roberto in its uh, last season.
1: Oh, I was out by then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: It started. It started. It landed. Uh, it lasted from nineteen ninety one to two thousand five. Two oh thousand five. That's insane. Wow, no nine hundred for ten seasons, nine hundred and eighty episodes.
1: Oh, my goodness. So
0: that's, that's 98 episodes a season. <laughs> that's
2: so crazy. That's so crazy. But they really do so many. I mean, to do a syndicated game show, they, I guess Millionaire spends a couple of months or a month and a half or so just nailing them out. Like, they just like <laughs> they just do so yeah. many a day. Mm. And then they air them all year. Because I filmed in July. The season started in September. I only aired in March, and then they will keep airing, I think, through the summer. So, Wow. It's a lot. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> uh, I have to apologize. I feel like I haven't talked to, like, <laughs> talked to people. <laughs> 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 I haven't really talked. I mean, it's like this is like therapy for me. <laughs> 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 this is a secret kept in for so long. I'm sure Greg said
1: the same thing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> No, this is, this is great because, you know, I, I really wanted to, well, first of all, to see if you guys were, you know, would willing to come on the on the show to talk to me. But, uh, you know, we, we've been here in the half hour of power for a while now. And, you know, you mentioned about being on the show and how you couldn't talk about it for a while and how it wouldn't air for a while. And then after a few months, I was like, I wonder if I missed it. And then... <laughs> Then you mentioned that it was going to be airing soon, so yeah, no, this is, I can't imagine having to hold on to that for, for that long, you know?
2: It was really stupid. It was the dumbest thing I've had to keep secret for very long. <laughs>
1: <laughs> do they make you sign non-disclosure agreements and stuff?
2: They absolutely do. Yeah. They make you sign your life away. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but it's, I'm free now, I've got that money, so as soon as I deposit it, I'm good to go. <laughs> I know, Tom has been, he was very good about, like, not wanting spoilers. He wanted to to know how it went, but not how the details went. So he only found out about it when it aired as well.
1: Oh, okay. And you guys weren't wearing your giant watches, like you mentioned. (laughs) No. I
2: I guess it's a fossil. It's a fossil.
1: Talk about keeping secrets. I mean, to hear recently about his uh, appearance on The Simpsons.
2: Yeah. That was
1: amazing. Yeah, that was a long
2: secret, too. We knew about That's that for a, a long time.
1: No, <laughs> oh, yeah.
0: That was a good in- kept-in-house secret. We knew about that for quite some time.
1: Oh, it's got to be, because I, I know they work on those shows months in advance. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know uh, how you don't broadcast that to the world. <laughs> <laughs> it was a fantastic episode.
2: Yeah, so good.
0: So good.
1: Yeah. All right, well, that'll pretty much do it for this episode of Hitting Play. As always, you can email us with your comments, suggestions, your game show experiences, whatever you got for us at hittingplayshow at gmail.com, or you can talk to us on Twitter at hittingplay. Do you guys have anything you want to plug? Yeah. plugs.
2: Plugs. yeah. Jason and I perform at UCB with my night. Come see those shows, Monaco, Mom and Scottago, to Go, and then we perform with our sketch team, Bridge and Tunnel, at the People's
0: Improv Theater.
1: Awesome. That goes for you too, Jason?
0: Yeah, that's pretty much it.
1: (laughs) Is there any uh, radio show that uh, you work on you might want to plug a website for or anything?
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, I might as well do that. I'm here. (laughs) Um, uh, Yeah, it's uh, The Best Show with Tom Sharpling every Tuesday night from 9 until midnight uh, Eastern Standard Time. You can get that at thebestshow.net. You can follow us on uh, Twitter at thebestshowforlife. Or you can follow Tom at Sharpling or follow me at Sonic Dork or Kristen at Kristen Cheeks. But uh, yeah, a lot of great stuff going on um, with Best Show. And man, it's been, been—it's been you know, I, I'm biased. It, I know it sounds biased working on the show and saying something like this. But I, I know I would be saying this if I was standing on the outside, too. It's just, it, it's been so, Tom has been so good lately. He's mm. been... The show has really been just on fire. So uh, if you haven't been listening to new shows lately, you, it's, it's time to jump in because it's been fantastic to listen to them.
1: Yes. Yes. Great guests. Great caller segments now. I mean, that was such a great idea. Uh, they've been talking about it for years. I, there was an old interview I listened to where John Worcester was talking about how hilarious Tom is talking to kids, like how great he is. Oh, yeah. And just having more, like when he said, you know, seniors and kids call up, is so funny. The pick a switch stuff always cracks me up when he t- asks the kids if the parents ever make them pick a switch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh man. Eric, so.
0: gets, Eric gets advice on vinyl.
1: Yes. <laughs> so yeah, that's that's awesome. And and you were a fan first, so it's not you know you, you yeah. you're not uh, you're not just promoting the brand. You you know.
0: No, no, completely. It's it's been. It's been amazing to work on, and uh, yeah, go to thebestshow.net to learn more about all of it. And uh, yeah, there's some big stuff on the on the way too, so
1: very exciting. Great, and I love uh, I love when uh, there's some funny stuff. And you just faintly, if you're wearing headphones and stuff, sometimes you just hear that that laughing in the background. It's so funny.
0: Oh yeah, that's all real. That's not canned. Oh no no. <laughs> what we feel at the moment. Um. Oh, it's it's yeah. It's also. So great, sitting on the outside and listening to Mike handle callers, mm-hmm. and the way he and the way he does handle some callers, like, well, that's not really the topic. What are you calling about? <laughs> that's not going to work. <laughs> but then nine times out of ten, even after saying that's not going to work, he still puts them through. Yeah, yeah. So and they turn out to be uh, great calls. So
1: and uh, I love the assists. Sometimes Mike will set up Tom, and Tom knows exactly what's happening. It just
0: some of the stuff he says, you know, he prepares that. And you, I was telling Kristen just this week that some of, you know, he's like, man, Mike had to rehearse that a few times. <laughs>
3: <laughs> it, it was so great. good.
0: Just some of those lines that he comes up with just floor you. Oh, yeah. yeah uh, go go buy one of Mike's uh, headshots at uh, apmike.bandcamp.com.
1: Yes, yes. Download his music, buy a headshot. Keep keep Mike and keep that Show in the business. Yeah. <laughs> Alright, um, I am on Twitter as well. My name there is at MC and Friends. You can follow me there. I am also on Vine. My name there is MC and Friends. There I do flip page cartoons, little humorous animations. If you listen to us on iTunes, please subscribe and leave us a five-star review. It helps us out, and if you do, you will get a shout-out on the show. Uh, for Android users, we are also available to stream and or download on Stitcher. We can be found on TuneIn Radio and coming soon, hopefully, to Google Play. Well, that's a great story, and, and thank you guys so much for taking the time to come on and talk to me about all those experiences and the recent big news. It's just, uh, it was so great to talk to you.
2: You too. It was really fun.
0: Yeah, thanks so much for having us.
1: Well, we have been Kristen, Jason, and Scott, and this has been Hitting Play. Thank you so much for listening.
2: Final answer!
1: Yeah, that's the final answer. Lock it in. (laughs) (laughs) That's perfect.